This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show just for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this bite-sized episode, Jason and Kyle share a practical tip that every e-commerce leader should know. Let's jump in. Uh, we're going to jump into three more uh, e-commerce habits of rainmakers. And uh, so this is great stuff. I think this is session eight. So I know. It's been pretty cool. Getting up there, dude. So we're Crushing in the it. trade skills um, emphasis area of our 32 habits. And, uh, so the trade skills, I wanted to talk about three more today and I uh, want your thoughts and ideas on them. The first one is, um, what I like to call listening systems. So this is a habit of e-commerce sellers. And so here's what I mean by listening systems. Um, a lot of times, um, you want a way to listen to your customers. And so what you want to do is create systems that make that happen you know, automatically. And in our business, there's two ways that come to my mind immediately. I'd love to hear um, yep. you know, thoughts about how you do this as well. Our two ways include every Tuesday, we have a team meeting with our customer service person included, um, Danny. And uh, so we always talk during the conversation about what, what's going on with customer service. You know, um, you know, what are people saying? What are people upset about um, asking about? And so, you know, every week the whole team gets to hear that, you know, so she gets to kind of share that kind of thought and idea. So that's just sort of the customer service level. But the big system that we have in place beyond that is uh, something we set up, I guess, five years ago now or so, something like that. Um, and it's our 12 days of Christmas contest. And so what we do is we have 12 days of Christmas. And um, we, what we do is we set it up as a comment contest where we give away a fun prize or multiple prizes for 12 days straight. So, so how does that relate to listening? So what we do is we structure the comment contests to get maximum information from our contest, uh, you know, contest participants. And so, you know, we'll ask a whole range of questions um, that they have to respond to through that 12 days. And so it really gives us an opportunity to hear from our customers thoughts and ideas, opinions, um, details about what they think. And um, we'll get literally like, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses. Uh, I don't remember the, the exact amount, but it's a crazy number. I, you know, I think like 12, 1400 comments yeah. um, on average. And then, and, you know, so we'll, we'll ask specific questions like, you know, what's your, how did you hear about Pixie Fair? Or, you know, what's your favorite thing about the site? Or, you know, if you could give us one suggestion, what would it be? So we just get this, you know, flood of responses and it really allows us to have those standalone pages that we can go back to literally all year long. Um, and we ask customers to suggest products and on and on. I mean, well, you know, we, in 12 days, you, you get to ask, you know, a lot of questions and uh, you can be real creative with it. So that's sort of how we've institutionalized this idea of creating listening systems and really trying to help, um, you know, our customers have a way to speak into the business and have us uh, systematically listening for new ideas. Uh, what are your thoughts? How do you do it for Lita? Yeah, well, first, I think it's super cool. So that, that is a, that's a pretty clever way to kind of build a gamified contest uh, to gain sort of uh, customer feedback. Because really what 
a listening system is to me, it's like a feedback loop. So right. you put information out there, you put a product out there, and then you want to know whether that product is uh, meeting the need, right? Because all these products have to meet a need and kind of fulfill, fulfill that in people's lives or in what they want to do. So I think uh, part of that is definitely for us, we are kind of the ultimate feedback engine in sort of Amazon reviews. So that plays a pretty major role in sort of how we engage with that. And so for, for me, all of our sort of, um, not all the reviews, but pretty much anytime some, a customer contacts us and goes to like a support email. And so that email, I, I see that, those emails. So I have a pretty good pulse of what's going on in terms of like customer feedback. And then the other thing that we did, which was more along the lines of a, of a system for feedback is we created a uh, Facebook group for like our VIP and the VIPs are pretty much just the brand ambassadors or people who are really, really like love the product and love us. And so there's about, uh, there's about 200 people in that group now and, and they're starting, it's sort of taking on a life of its own where they'll post art that they've done. And we use that art as kind of content that's generated by the customers yeah. And really get like a feedback on uh, new products for sure. Like we use that group to beta launch all of our new products and uh, they get a chance to give us direct feedback, which uh, we just wouldn't get any other way um, than interacting with them. So those I'm are the actually, primary ways. I'm actually in that group. I don't you even are. know why. But, I mean, you, you I'm not sure why you are either, but you know, you're there. I could start doing some doodling on my I'd like to see that. I think you should start posting your art. Sign it, Jason Miles. It, it actually is really cool to see what you're doing with that because you're creating a platform for your customers to share their own work, which artists yep. love to have. They love to do. For their work. And it actually, it's very, very cool. So you're giving them a platform to share their own work. But then as a part of that, you also get their feedback when you want it on product stuff. So yeah thumbs up on that dude it's a good idea yeah, it's been really it's really cool and actually one of the things that we did to kind of grow that group is it's part of our product insert that people will get but it's also uh we have our facebook fans that have grown through different contests and social media stuff we do and i've actually run just a, a, po a promoted post only to our fans that promoted them into that group so we put like 100 people in for re relatively inexpensively um right into the group and then they started plugging in and being involved so they kind of self-selected yeah that's super smart Okay, so that's listening system. So, uh, yes. you know, of, of the, you know, 12,000 students we've worked with, when we interact with them, when we learn about their businesses, these are the types of things that we hear them uh, regularly implementing. And uh, so right. these are some of our examples. The second one we want to talk about today is incremental improvement systems. So this is where you've got a methodology by which you actually have continuous small improvements uh, to your e-commerce effort. And uh, this can take up the shape of a lot of different um, right. ways. You know, I mean, a lot of times you can do this by having vendors that come in and tune up or tighten up, change things on your site incrementally. It could be copywriting. It could be you know, graphic art, that kind of thing. Um, other systems, you know, so, so one way is, is vendors coming in for short term. Um, other ways you can do this is just by being a part of accountability group or mentoring group. Um, yep. where you share your site to new people that are willing to give you, you know, kind of honest, um, you know, uh, critiques in a way that's, you know, that you're asking for. So that, that idea of having a, a mastermind group or that kind of thing, obviously inner circle group, uh, we have people in our group that do this. Um, third way you can do it is by having a mentor um, or somebody who you're, you know, a coach, 
type role that Kyle and I do this with uh, our yeah. inner circle students and our one-on-one -on -one coaching students every, every week, all the time uh, we're giving feedback. Um, and we love to do that. Um, but then the other thing that you can do is kind of build in other mechanisms so that you routinely revisit parts of your site. And um, so, you know, that's, that's sort of more like a scheduling methodology. Um, so those are thoughts that come to my mind. What, what are your thoughts on incremental improvement? How do you do it for your guys? Yeah, I, I think you, you nailed it. I think there's actual functional things that you want to try to make improvement on, whether that's your advertising and ad spend, like you're trying to make improvement on that. Or so a, a example for us is that we're constantly split testing our listing. Yeah. So we use some third, we do some AB split testing. So we're test the title, test the images, test the description, test the bullet points for Amazon. So we're trying to constantly make improvements or test at least. Uh, sometimes they're not improvements. Sometimes they're worse. And so you go back to the original, but at least you're gaining information. You're like, I have an idea. I think this would be cool. And then it flops. You're like, okay, that was a terrible plan. That didn't work, yeah. but we're, so we're you, learning. What do you use for that? What service? We use a, a tool called Splitly. Okay. Splitly. Yeah. That's an AB testing tool for Amazon sellers and it plugs directly in and you just uh, set up the test and then it'll run and it'll give you um, statistical significance. And then over like uh, however much time it takes, could take a few days, could take a week. And then it'll tell you whether or not which image uh, optimized for conversion or you can optimize for profitability. So there's a lot of different tests that you can run with that, but it's, it's been really cool. And it's generated uh, serious money for us. So, how much does it cost to purchase it, or is it a monthly? Uh, it's a monthly subscription. I want to say it's like thirty bucks or something like that. It's pretty. It's pretty reasonable. Pays for itself probably in the first first. Chain. Oh yeah, in the first test, you can easily pay for. It. I mean, I think we optimized like four or five thousand dollars worth of stuff in improvement um, in the last like three months. So, I mean, it, that Ooh, just by itself. You start seeing like, I mean, because even if you, if you raise your, your conversion rate by even just a couple percentage points, um, yep. that is a massive difference. Yep. So, and, and, and it can get even better. Like I'm, I'm convinced that we haven't even sort of hit the, hit the sweet spot yet. So it's just a matter of continuing to test and yep. figure out where, where that stuff uh, needs to go. So that's one way. The other way that we do it is sort of through our, um, operationally, we're, we're trying to, uh, improve cash flow. And so, like, you set this metric for, okay, here's cash flow. How can we get, get better at this? Where, where can we look at things to improve um, where we're spending and, and how we're spending money? And so one of the ways we do that is we go back to our vendors and we ask them for net 30 on everything. Mm -hmm. So, because we were just paying straight up whenever they sent us the bill, we would just pay them. And we're like, well, other businesses and other different areas, you can ask for net 30. So let's just start asking people. And some of them were like, okay, some of them said no. Some of them were still negotiating it. And some said, well, we'll do net 15. And we're like, okay, so great. We just, you know, saved, saved some more cash flow and kept more in the bank. And, and ultimately kind of the goal is to try to let the products that we are buying and shipping over here actually start to pay for themselves because we can start to get them out the door and selling. And so we're actually not paying directly that the sold product is paying for itself. And that's part of the goal. So I was kind of thinking e-commerce platform site in, incremental improvement, but your point is cash flow and, you know, business revenue improvement, yeah. management of that. I guess that would lead to a third one, which would easily be time management. Right. Improvement. 
you know, where yeah. you're doing 80, 20 exercises all the yeah. time where you literally say, okay, what is the, what are the four or five things that are taking the majority of my time and how do we eliminate those? And then what things are producing the most for us and how do we invest into those? Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think that improvement takes on a number of different yeah. roles. I'm the wind's starting to pick up. Wind so blowing you away. Yeah. All right. So that's good thought. Good thought. So that's incremental improvement systems. And it's one of the things that e-commerce rainmakers just have on lockdown. They're constantly yeah. refining their margins. And I think we it's it's often we take for granted what small incremental changes can do to our business over time. Yep. And I think if we're just locked into finding where those small increments are, uh, we'll make significant improvements. Totally agree. Yeah, hundred percent. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I, I, it's the wind's picking up. I'm moving to uh, quiet a different spot. <laughs> Quiet, quieter spot. Let me mention the third uh, habit for today. And uh, I love this one too. This is a great one. And the third, so the third one is stress management systems. Um, you know, stress management is uh, one of the things that, you know, every, every entrepreneur can work on pure hustle for a while. Uh, but, uh oh, we lost you. We lost you. I'm back. I'm back. So, Every entrepreneur can work on stress under stress for a while, but you've got to have a system for really, really clarifying how you manage your personal stress and in the stress yep. of your business in general. Um, yep. So, you know, how, how do we do that? Um, you know, uh, my wife and I walk a lot when it's nice weather in Seattle. Uh, yeah. So we'll go for walks. So, we a couple times a year. A couple times a year you're able to walk. <laughs> so we, we walk two times. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, we, we try to systematically take breaks when we can. Um, you know, that's a, that's an easy one for us. Uh, we're yeah. not as good as scheduling extended vacations, but we're trying to work on that where we actually say, okay, you know, can we, can we, you know, get away and, uh, we like to kayak. So, you know, we have the little things that'll take an hour. You know, we live right by a lake so we can kayak and be done in an hour and a half, something like that um, two hours. So, so thinking through that whole idea of how do you, you know, become normalized in your, you know, work routines so that it's not burnout mode all the time. So it's a yep. massively important thing. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Are you in massive burnout mode right now? No, well, I, I, I feel like it all the time, but I, uh, I, I try to also schedule, I don't know, for me, I can, I'm pretty good sort of like compartmentalizing my stress. Yeah. So I can be stressed out about a particular topic, but I can put that stress aside for a time, for a time being. And I can, you know, play dolls with my daughter, like, or, you know, whatever she wants to do, whether it's play build blocks and, and I can use that time to kind of lock in and yeah. recharge. And that's kind of the moments where we like to go on walks too. And, and go and uh, sit on the waterfront or go to the park. A lot of times we'll go to the park and we'll just sort yeah. of play and stuff like that. And that allows me to kind of just not be stressed about different things in, in the business. And so I can just be like, okay, this is okay. I don't have to think about that right now. I can be, be mindful of and being present in that moment right? and not let it grip yeah. and consume me. Like I'm in control of my thoughts and my feelings and my stress level the stressors don't control me, even though like 
they're still there and I still have to deal with them, but they don't dictate when I um, am going to be spending time with my family. And so that, I've kind of started to develop that and it's helped quite a bit. So um, there's definitely times where it's a struggle. There's times where you're like, you are totally stressed or you're under time crunch and yep. you got to get things done. And so you, it's harder for me to be totally present and locked in. And my wife knows it too. She's like, you just, you seem distracted. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying, but uh, yeah. I am distracted in this moment. I'm, you know, I'm honest about it. I don't pretend not to be, right. but it, uh, it's a disciplined process that you begin to develop. Because I mean, honestly, the, the bigger your business grows, the, the bigger the stressors become like, you know, yeah. if you want to you want to get paid good money, you have to solve big problems, right. you know, big money is about solving big problems for people, for in business and, you know, for your clients, your customers, whoever. So if you are like, if that's a problem for you and you don't have good systems in place, then you shouldn't be going after it in that level. I mean, you'd be happy right. with the stress level that you can handle. Yeah. So part of that for me is also developing better systems to manage stress and, right. and understanding, you know, um, what those triggers are for you as well. So yep. if you can sort of begin to develop a, a deeper understanding of yourself, then it's kind of easier to navigate uh, and you can kind of see where those pitfalls might become. Yeah. And a, a lot of the response to this type of issue is sort of like, you know, not that I'm a physical specimen at all, but it's like working out, you know, it's like, it's painful in the moment. Yeah. So like dealing with stress usually requires you to do stuff that feels like hard work. You know I mean? Like one response right, right, right. As you grow is hiring people who you can trust. Yep. And train. But then that takes training. It takes managing the budget differently. So then, you know, it's yeah. all these elements where it's like, wow, this does not right. feel like it's less stressful, but you know that as you push through it, then that's going to improve your overall management ability in the business. Right. Um, and right. there's so many examples like that where it's like short-term pain, you know, for the long-term, you know, gain. And uh, that's really, really what a lot of stress management to me, I think is about. And, um, you yeah. know, there's some stuff where it's just like, okay, you're just going to grind this out because you know, if you get it set up right, it's going to be a, a much, much better system for the long term for your whole team, not just your own personal yep. stress, but for your whole, you know, system, your whole company, all of your, you know, full time employees, your contract yeah. employees, your, you know, on and on. So, yeah, I think one question to ask when you're feeling super stress is, is this stress self inflicted? Because I think a lot of times yeah. the stressors in your business are yeah. self-inflicted by the yeah. fact that maybe you haven't properly planned or there isn't good systems in place or you haven't really solved an underlying problem. And yeah. so it just keeps repeating, especially if it's repeated stress. There's yeah. repeated stress. Usually there, there's going to be an underlying issue that you need That's to solve. And so uh, and you're kind of point back to you. Exactly. Exactly. You can't blame anybody else. I mean, there's yeah. things that happen that are outside right. your control for sure. Yeah. But I mean, many, many, many times, I think if you're honest about it, at least if I'm honest about it, I realize that the reoccurring stressors in, in business and in life are self-inflicted. And so you need to be able to, and that's also an important thing. Uh, another going back to kind of mentoring and coaching it's great to have somebody else who's outside of your business, who's not like yeah. looking at the problem from a very narrow, close in, you know, I'm, you're in the weeds, you're kind of like, you're in it. You need somebody sometime to tap you on the shoulder to lead you back 
and say, uh, look, look at, look at the big picture, right? Because this is really what's going on. And I think the benefit of having a coach, having a mentor, uh, somebody who's walking in it and walked through it, uh, really can speak into that and help you improve just your, your quality of life. Because I mean, you start a business as an entrepreneur because you have this burning deep desire that we talked about before in this, in this series and in this training. And you have that sort of that deep calling, but there's no real clear roadmap in order to turn that calling into vision. And it takes a lot of learning and a lot of stress to do that, but it, but it doesn't have to be a solo journey. Right. And it shouldn't be yeah. the most effective entrepreneurs constantly are pursuing their coaches and their mentors because they know that, it, you, you know, the, the, uh, the singular uh, wildebeest on the African uh, plane and on Discovery Channel are the ones who don't make it, right? So if you're solo, yeah, you get picked off. And so you realize that there's a power in having that community. And that's true regardless of what community you're in. Uh, but that's, I think that's particularly true for entrepreneurs because sometimes though entrepreneurs, we're kind of like, well, I'm an entrepreneur. That means I'm self-made in what I do. And uh, being self-made is different than being solo. Yeah. And so I think that there has to be a clear distinction in that and really embrace that community. No, totally agree. A hundred percent. I mean, I, you know, just going to conferences like this, talking to people, it's a common theme that people say, well, I like to come to the conferences because it's, this is a pretty lonely business. If you're an online seller, you work from home, you know, you don't really have a big team. Right it can, you can feel like you're pretty isolated. So yeah, to your point, I mean, that's why having inner circle in our case for, for our inner circle members and one-on-one coaching is helpful. Um, you know, perfect segue to sort of wrap up and say, Hey, if you yeah. aren't in our inner circle group, it's 19 bucks a month and you get access to all our prior video trainings, uh, both the ones that are on Udemy and others that are not. And you also get a welcome session with Kyle and I, where we work yeah. through your business questions. We really get you plugged in properly. Uh, we're also doing what's called traffic breakthrough sessions with our inner circle student members now. And uh, that's been really, really cool where we work through the nine sources of internet traffic and how they can be applied to your specific uh, product listing or, or a website. And uh, so those are benefits of joining so if you're watching this and you're not a member, hop in with us, uh, try it out. Um, and we would love to connect with you at that level. And uh, then of course, you know, we've got one-on-one coaching programs as well. Our one-on-one coaching students, uh, the information for that and for Inner Circle, both are available at winningonshopify.com. And uh, so you can jump on there, sign up, and then you'll get an email from us with a lot of detail. And then we'll connect from there. Uh, any other thoughts on inner circle stuff or I, I think I, I sort of think of it as sort of the Netflix of uh, e-commerce training. We have a bunch of trainings that are available to you. Nine, kind of, well, we're very, Netflix only started at nine. So, I mean, our, our small number. So we're like small Netflix. We're like mini Netflix. Like tiny Netflix. Um, but, but, uh, but that's the concept, right? Think of it more of like how much you spend on Netflix. You do it for entertainment. Why not spend a little bit? And invest in not it's not even about the content i mean it is content's great but you don't need more content you, what you need is a community and right. people that you can trust to, to kind of engage with 
and help navigate and answer questions and just keep you encouraged and on the, on the right track. And you can do that, I think, as a starting point in their circle. You can do it at a much deeper level and a better level um, in the coaching and mentoring program. But regardless of where you choose, and it doesn't, and honestly, it doesn't even have to be us. Like, although yeah. we should be like, get, get in our program, join us. We'd love to have you. That's true. But just get in community yeah. and be plugged in and be active. Do that first. Like, I just want to be make that clear. It doesn't have if it, if it doesn't click with us, and you're like, we hate you, and I don't even know how to understand how I got on Facebook Live and I'm watching this video. That's yeah. perfectly okay. Right. That's perfectly fine. Just get in community. We'd yeah. love to have you, but um, regardless, Somewhere. get in, jump in, and uh, and get active. No doubt, totally agree. All right, my man. Well, I've got to get back to the conference. We're doing a group photo in a couple minutes, I think. Uh, and uh, then we're going to go hit the pool. So, hey, have fun. Stress management. Try to relax and have a good I'm going day. to. I'm going to go float in the pool and probably let my, nice. catch my daughter. She jumps in because she likes to jump into the pool. So Awesome. All right, Bye, man. Dude. Have a good Bye. conference. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The E-Commerce Leader. Hey, don't forget to subscribe because when you do, you'll get notified. And next time you log into your podcast player, you'll see our latest episode nestling at the top of your lists. Thanks again for listening.